What's up, everyone? Welcome to the All American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr. Today, we got a special episode with some NFL cuts, preseason standouts, fantasy football draft prep. Coming up next on the All American Sports Podcast. So as I mentioned today, we got a lot of stuff to cover, NFL uh, cuts, preseason standouts, and we might get to fantasy football. I, I honestly, I don't know that we're going to get to it today. It all depends on timing, but I want to spend time on these preseason top performers and cuts. So fantasy football targets probably will be in another episode. I'll probably record it right after um, and put it in a, just a separate episode. Um but I'm trying to, you know, condense my episodes a little bit. I realize they are a bit long. I've gotten some nice feedback, by the way, um, on my last few episodes. So uh, keep it up. I, you know, I want to make these, you know, as like the best timing I can be. I'm going to definitely produce more episodes um, coming up. I've contacted some guys, got some special guests in line uh, for the next few episodes. So stay tuned. But today, we'll get right into it. Um, NFL training camp preseason all coming to an end. We are uh, currently preparing for the season to begin. And uh, it's that time of year. School is starting. Fantasy football, you're getting ready for the drafts. Um, I already had a very bad injury to my fantasy football team with J.K. Dobbins going down. A few more drafts soon. Hopefully, they'll be better. But um, yeah, so today we're going to start off preseason top performers, um, and I'm excited for the season. Uh, some record projections, uh, stuff like that will all be coming out um, in the next week. I'm going to maybe have a weekly wrap-up show towards the end of the week. A lot of stuff to cover, though, uh, getting ready for the NFL season, getting ready for college football as well. Um, I got to put my predictions out there uh, on the Instagram, but... Uh, we've definitely had some nice fantasy football advice coming out. I know you guys are excited for that. And um, if you haven't, go check it out. We just had a podcast last week with my guy, NFL Roundtable, um, covering all the fantasy football stuff to get you ready. And I'll probably do a few more episodes uh, before the season begins. But today's episode, uh, we're going to start it off with NFL preseason, top performers in the preseason um, as it comes to an end. Going to start off with the Patriots, and they have been the talk of the offseason so far. They made a very surprising move uh, with cutting Cam Newton. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Uh, But we're beginning with the two running backs that really stood out. Um, The one's the rookie, Ramon Ray Stevenson. We'll lead off with him. Yeah, fourth-round rookie at Oklahoma. He led all running backs by far with 216 rushing yards. The next closest was 187. So no one was even close to him. No one was even on his radar. He had a great preseason. I know a lot of that came from the big 71-yard run um, he had versus the Giants. But this guy put on a show. I mean, he was awesome. Uh, And the news now is after the Shoney Michelle trade, he was getting reps as the second string running back um, behind Damian Harris. Now, I expect James White to be utilized on passing downs only. So the three running backs now that are on the roster, or well, there's four. James White is going to be the passing guy. The rest are going to be Harris, J.J. Taylor, who we'll talk about, and now Ramon Ray Stevenson following the Michelle trade. Um, but Stevenson's a big, big kid. Six feet, 246 pounds. Um the trade of Sony Michelle really opens the door for more opportunities. I think it was a matter of time before Michelle got traded. 
didn't totally excel at passing like James White. Wasn't as good of a runner as Damian Harris. And he had two young guys like Taylor and Stevenson really stood out. And they acquired some draft pick for Michelle. I was fine with that. I think he needed to probably go. Um, but I'm excited about Mon- Ramon Ray Stevenson. Um, Bill Belichick likes a committee in his backfield. That's always been the case. And with Stevenson now showing out, I expect him to get carries as a rookie. Um, he scored the most points out of everybody in the preseason, even above like the kickers. He had 30 points uh, coming from the touchdowns. Uh, so five touchdowns for him this preseason. That was awesome. A lot of rushing yards, a lot of good upside I saw. Um, just a big kid. You know, he can be a physical back. I think they have a total polar opposite with J.J. Taylor, who's five foot six, 185 pounds, and then kind of a happy medium with Damian Harris, who's going to be their lead back this season. Um, so I'm excited. These three are going to be awesome, along with James White is kind of the receiving back. Uh, next, though, talking about Taylor, he was an undrafted free agent after the 2020 draft, standing five foot six, 185 pounds out of Arizona. This guy was awesome, though. Caught 10 passes, 62 yards. The coaches talked him up. Ivan Fears, the running back coach who I like, really was excited about him. I talked him up. Uh, if you guys saw it in my Patriots training camp episode, I loved what I saw from J.J. Taylor. And I said he could be a sneaky good running back in the season. Sounds like that's what he's going to be. I know it's the preseason, but this this guy, you don't really see his size. He's unique, but he fit through the holes of that Patriots O-line uh, very well running the football. You know, that helps. His size, I think, helps. He's quick. Um, he's elusive, really just finds a hole and goes, and he's great catching the football too. And Mac Jones now, with him being the QB1, he loved to target running backs in the preseason. We saw it. Um, you know, big check down guy. He loves to throw to those running backs, though. I think Taylor's going to be awesome. I think James White's going to be awesome. Um, but him and Stevenson definitely stood out to me. Um, Bill Belichick, as I mentioned, likes a committee. I expect to see all four kind of on the field decent amount um, this season. I think all of them will get, you know, a fair shot. Um, I don't think it's going to be an equal split, but I think we'll see, you know, these guys get carries during the games um, and really see, you know, who can break out. Next, we had Marquez Calloway, young kid from Tennessee on the New Orleans Saints team. Uh, I loved what I saw from him. I really One of the only games that I watched totally end-to-end was Saints uh, and Jaguars. That game was awesome, by the way. Um, but Marquez Calloway was really the story of the first half. Uh, caught all five targets versus Jacksonville for 104 yards, two touchdowns. And the two touchdown catches were amazing. I don't know if you guys saw them, but one of them was a P.I. where he had two guys on him and totally interfered with, and he still caught it. I don't know how. The other one was great, too. Uh, back of the end zone, toe tap. Uh, and I, I'm high on Jameis Winston. I think that Sean Payton is going to make this offense easy for him. He's not going to have that 30-touchdown, 30 30-interception 30 season like he saw in Tampa Bay. I think Winston is going to be a lot better an easier offense with a good old line, good running backs. Not a lot of great outside targets, especially Michael Thomas gone uh, for the first six weeks. He was put on the pup list before the season. Um, so someone needed to step up. No one else did. Uh, Marquez Callaway established a good connection with Jameis Winston. Was his favorite target. He looks like a number one receiver on this team. He finished third among the receivers with 165 receiving yards in the preseason. Um, he was awesome. He also started off, 
I didn't watch much of the Ravens game, but I saw him catch three passes for around 60 yards um, to open up the preseason. I really like him fantasy-wise because I think the Saints are going to you know, run a decent offense this year, be sneaky good. So uh, Callaway's a guy to watch out for. But when you're in the number one wide receiver on a, on a pretty good team like the Saints, who I think is going to be a little bit you know, kind of pass-heavy uh, with Jameis Winston, I think they're going to make this offense easy for him, but he has to throw the ball. He has to throw it to somebody. I think it's going to be Marquez Callaway um, as the number one wide receiver on this team. Next, couple of Panthers rookies in Terrace Marshall and Shuba Hubbard. Uh, these two guys were awesome. Marshall and Hubbard, um, I really liked coming out of the draft. I really liked the Panthers had a sneaky good draft. Um, they got, they got J.C. Horn in the first. These two guys... Uh, you have a great backup play now for Christian McCaffrey with Chuba Hubbard, good handcuff for your fantasy leagues, by the way. And, uh, and Terrace Marshall at LSU played well last year. I liked him as like a solid mid-round pick, early, you know, mid-early round pick um, in the draft. Uh, big physical kid who led uh, all preseason receivers with over 180 receiving yards. And the coaches really loved him. He, you know, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator there in Carolina, Knows him from his days at LSU. Now he gets a chance to play together. The coaches love him. I like I like Matt Rule too. Good offensive mind. Um, and you know now with him and Hubbard, it really takes the pressure off of Sam Darnold. I thought this offense was kind of a question mark. You know, with Sam Darnold, like I I don't know. People say it was just Adam Gase, and he didn't really have a great you know start to his career with the Jets. He gets a fresh start though. They're confident in him. They got a good rest of the team. And the pressure is now off on Sam Darnold. I still think, you know, they need him to be, uh, you know, somewhat decent. But um, I think this offense is going to be very efficient this season. Um, As long as Sam Darnold plays like mediocre. I don't think they expect a lot more of him. Um, But Marshall now adds to a really good receiving core for uh, Carolina. They got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and two guys who can really stretch the field combined with a good physical receiver. In uh, Terrace Marshall and Robbie Anderson now reconnecting with Darnold um, from his days playing with the Jets. I like them. I like their receiving core. I like, obviously, McCaffrey, who's going to be really taking the load off of Darnold's shoulders. Um, and now you got a great back backup playing with Chuba Hubbard. I love Hubbard coming out of college. Big, you know, kind of workhorse guy, very shifty. He finished uh, fifth among all running backs with uh, over right near 140 uh rushing yards just pretty solid got a lot of opportunities i know they're easing mccaffrey back into things after the uh acl tear last season um but i like chuba Hubbard. i like terrace marshall those two guys stood out for me uh as the panthers rookies um good offensive pair there did have some honorable mentions uh i wanted to talk about i like dwayne haskins at least what i saw from him in the first two games um and I think Mike Tomlin, you know, is doing a nice job. He always does, you know, really shaping guys up, you know, getting them right. I think we saw it uh, with Lev Bell and, and Antonio Brown when they left Pittsburgh. They became two completely different players, two completely different personalities. Like now, Le'Veon Bell is out of the league. He held out for a contract. Signed with the Jets, was never good, and he got cut. Then he comes into Kansas City, was never really that good. Now he's talking smack about Andy Reid, and he's out of the league. <laughs> after a great stint in Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown, too. Um, you know, after he left with the Raiders, it was a mess. 
and became a completely different person. Now he's back, you know, somewhat normal in Tampa Bay, but not playing at as high of a level as he was in Pittsburgh. And I think Mike Tomlin definitely had something to do with it with those two guys, um, getting them right, getting their attitudes right. And now he's doing it with Dwayne Haskins coming in from a bad situation in Washington. He was not very mature. Coaches didn't like him. They cut him. He was a first-round pick just a few years ago. Had sky-high potential. And then everything, you know, just went down to pieces. He's in Pittsburgh now. Uh, Mike Tomlin shaping him up. I definitely saw the talent and, you know, what everybody thought they saw out of the draft in the first game against the Cowboys. Uh, that Hall of Fame game played amazing. I think he probably deserved the number two job uh, behind Big Ben. Instead, Steelers want Mason Rudolph for another year. Um, I don't. I don't think that's the right move, but I don't hate it. Um, you're not asking Haskins to do a lot. You know, a lot uh, right now. But I think learning behind Big Ben, I think he can really break out. I think he is the next quarterback for the Steelers. Um, I, I just, Mason Rudolph is not going to be that guy. I think Haskins is probably more risk and reward, but um, you're getting a lot more, you know, reward than you are with Mason Rudolph. You know what you're getting? You're getting a below average, you know, backup quarterback uh, with Mason Rudolph. So Dwayne Haskins showed out. I, I think he was good. Third game when he got the start uh, was not as good. Mike Tomlin said so. He was like, you know what? We expected better out of him, but he wasn't terrible. Um, uh, I, I just, I overall, I like what I saw from him. I, I like to see him succeed. And be in another situation. Because I liked him coming out of the draft. I think he had potential. And he's in a better situation now in Pittsburgh. Learning behind a pretty good quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, next guy on my list. I didn't have a lot of love for the defensive guys. I know uh, I picked a lot of offensive guys. But Sam Eguavion. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But for the Dolphins uh, linebacker. He had a great preseason. Four stacks. I watched him. He had tons of tackles. Safety, I know flashy stats, but he played well. Um, he beat out Benardrick McKinney, and that trade completely fell through now. McKinney being cut by the Dolphins and uh, Shaq Lawson being traded to the Jets. But Sam Megwavion played very well. He was one of those guys who I kind of thought would make the roster as kind of a backup. You know, it would maybe be a cut, but um, he definitely, you know, played well, earned himself some more playing time in the regular season. I like Miami's defense this year. I feel like they're aggressive. Uh, I like what I saw from Emmanuel Ogba last season, one of the most underrated players uh, last year. They're in a tough division now. You got some good, you know, good quarterbacks, but you got two young quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. And versus an aggressive Miami defense and a great defensive head coach in Brian Flores, defense is going to be scary. And Eguion really played well. Uh, four sacks, you know, if you can do that in three preseason, three preseason games, a lot of pressures too. I was happy for him. Um, so Agbavaya and Askins were my honorable mentions. Uh, then we're getting to the cuts here. Uh, I'm going to just go over some of the notable ones. Surpri- like, I expected this to be a big episode, you know, a lot to talk about, condensing it. But we didn't have a whole lot of standout cuts. Really the only one that you know, really surprised me was Cam Newton. And um, now that opens up the door for Mac Jones. Uh, as we know, he's the new quarterback one in New England. And this move kind of surprised me, but looking at Bill Belichick's offseason, it doesn't totally surprise me. Because Bill Belichick, 
started off the offseason um, in the most unlike Bill Belichick way by signing nearly every free agent available within the first three days, spending a ton of money and just going all out. And then he selects a flashy Alabama quarterback in the first round. And now he is cutting a veteran and starting a rookie quarterback. He hates rookie quarterbacks. He always, his, Bill Belichick always does the best against rookie quarterbacks. He throws all kinds of defenses out at them, confuses them defensively, and does not like facing them. But he's always had Tom Brady there. Now he had Cam Newton last season. He was all right. Um, and now he's starting Mac Jones, which surprised me. But um, a lot of people have said they should have kept Newton as a backup. And I agree, I think they should have if he wanted to, but there's no way Cam Newton wanted to be a backup quarterback. He said it time and time again. He does not think there are 32 quarterbacks better than him. And I'd probably agree with that, but with everybody, you know, every roster now being completely set before the season, you know, barring any injuries, I think Newton is probably a free agent to start uh, start the season. Um, but that was surprising to me. Um, Mac Jones, though, did probably outplay him in the preseason and training camp. Um, but Newton is now gone. Mac Jones, the quarterback, won. I'm a big believer in quarterbacks sitting behind veterans for a year, half a year. Um, I think, you know, the best example of it was Patrick Mahomes. I really think he learned a lot from Alex Smith and Andy Reid sitting under um, him for a year and people forget Mahomes yeah Mahomes sat under Alex Smith for a year even after being picked number 10 now Mac Jones I believe he was probably the second most NFL ready quarterback ready to start right away in the draft um, besides Trevor Lawrence which you know it's Trevor Lawrence he's an exception he's a generational type prospect but still I think Mac Jones would have benefited under Cam Newton um, at least for like half the season I mean I just even even Mac Jones being NFL ready. I I think you benefit from learning under a mentor, and when especially when that mentor is starting, when they are showing you what you should be doing, and not just telling you from the sidelines. When they're actually in the game doing those things right and executing, I think it helps a lot better uh, when you're back up looking at that. And Mac Jones, a young kid, it's a very complicated system that he has to learn now for Bill Belichick's offense to run smoothly. Um, I get it. They have improved their weapons, but I don't know about Mac Jones this season. I think he's going to be a pretty solid winning quarterback uh, for years to come, but rookie season, Patriots want to win now. I don't think, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. I think an 11, 12 win season is kind of out the door. I don't think they were winning a Super Bowl with Cam Newton, but I think with Mac Jones, it probably knocks off a few wins and limits their ceiling. Um, I just rookie quarterbacks normally do not do well, and Mac Jones is one of those guys that totally surprises you. I think he had a great preseason, by the way, but I think coaches like to throw a lot at you, like Belichick does. They like to throw every defense imaginable, confuse you. I know Mac Jones saw a lot of them at uh, Alabama, but I think he's gonna you know experience a little bit of a learning curve as a rookie. Um, but the Cam Newton cut was a little bit surprising to me. But he he, he became a distraction in the team, I think. Um, you know, Bill Belichick, he didn't get the vaccine. You can say what you want about it, but that obviously went into the decision. Um, it caused him to, you know, miss a few practices. Um, and this cut didn't totally surprise me, but it kind of threw me off. I, and 
Uh, you know, I did not expect Mac Jones to start the season at the quarterback one. But it was a matter of time before he starts, so we'll see what Mac Jones can do. I wish him well. Um, next, we had Brashad Perriman for the Lions. And this is one of those guys that, you know, if he was on a lot of other rosters, it wouldn't surprise you. He's like, oh, yeah, he's a below-average receiver, getting up there in age. He's all right. But the Lions, we expected him to be the number two wide receiver, maybe even number one, depending on Tyra Williams' health. But Perriman was released, um, really opens the door for um, Amon Ross St. Brown, who I love at a USC. He's a rookie. I think Tyrell Williams, speaking of him, his health, you know, I, I like Tyrell Williams, but he's healthy. I don't know. And in a favorable game script where they're going to be down a lot, passing the football, I really like Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, and this Perriman cut only helps him uh, get more opportunities. Um, so pick him up off the waiver wire. He's going to be a great pickup, um, I think, for fantasy football and in real life. Um, but Perriman kind of threw me off a bit, but um, I just think we'll see more of the Lions' depth uh, as we were getting used to. They probably have the worst receiving core in the NFL, and Perriman being cut, you know, it doesn't totally damage them, but I think we'll see more of a running football team. I think we see more of TJ Hawkinson after this cut. Um, so, yeah, next... Uh, Carl Joseph uh, on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. He also got cut. Uh, and who, well, no, who also got cut was John Brown, the wide receiver. Uh, I'll talk about him first because he's another guy uh, on a bad receiving core in Las Vegas with Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards now leading the pack. Uh, I expected Brown to be a nice veteran presence, but he asked the team to release him, which they granted. And he is now a free agent. I just don't think he was into it. Last season, those injuries kind of threw him off. And now in Las Vegas, they're thinking about giving him an opportunity. But now Las Vegas receiving core gets even younger. Um, I expect, you know, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards to have decent seasons. But again, like TJ Hawkinson getting more opportunities now after this cut. I think same goes for Darren Waller. Uh, I think this offense is really going to be focused around him. I think they're going to be more dependent on the run with Drake and Jacobs. Um, so that cut kind of kind of surprised me as well. Um, and next, Carl Joseph, uh, 2016 first-round pick, Raiders safety. Uh, this cut kind of surprised me just because Joseph was always like a serviceable guy, never lived up to that you know, 2016 first-round pick, but... They drafted Trayvon Merrig, who somehow fell them in the second round, um, and Tyree Gillespie. Shout out to NFL Roundtable because he really introduced me to Tyree Gillespie. Uh, and I watched him film on him. I loved him. He was a late-round pick by the, uh, by the Raiders, who I believe made the team. Um, but they have two young safeties in there now. Jonathan Abram, we'll see more of him. Um, and Carl Joseph is out. Young safeties are in for the Raiders. Um, so... Surprising move, but the Raiders are, you know, kind of getting a lot a uh, lot younger on a lot of different positions. Uh, next, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but Benardrick McKinney from Miami, that that trade completely fell through. Uh, Shaq Lawson was traded from Miami to Houston. Now he goes to New York with Carl Lawson being injured, uh, torn Achilles. Uh, so he's out for the year. Shaq Lawson replaces him. And now Benardrick McKinney becomes a free agent. He was a pro bowler, I think people forget, you know, in 2018, but I'm not shocked. I, the Miami Dolphins have a good, you know, aggressive defense, uh, a lot of linebacker depth back there. Um, 
So this cut doesn't totally surprise me, but McKinney really was a good player. Kind of just fell off. He's a free agent. I bet I expect him to be picked up, um, but a little bit surprising. Um, same situation for HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh, he was cut by the San Francisco 49ers. They picked up kind of late, um, but he was cut. You know, another young player who I think had a lot of promise earlier in his career with Green Bay. Uh, now he's a free agent. See where he goes. I think he might end up somewhere else. But we saw him with Washington last season. He was not the same player. Uh, and San Francisco cut him. I thought I thought he could actually be in for a big role, you know, kind of a hybrid cornerback safety uh, kind of role because they're very thin at corner in San Francisco. Um, but instead, he is now a free agent. Next, uh, we have a few honorable mentions. Uh, well, the last big cut I thought was uh, Travis Fulgham. Uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside made the team. Uh, you know, he was a high draft pick. A lot of people were like, he's going to be caught. He hasn't really performed. But instead, their leading receiver, people forget, Travis Fulgham was their leading receiver last season, uh, was caught. Arcega-Whiteside made the team. John Hightower was also cut. A little bit surprising. But um, it looks like their receiving core for Philadelphia is going to be extremely, extremely young. They got Rager, Whiteside, and um, and Devontae Smith, of course, their new first-round rookie uh, for Jalen Hurts. So I, I don't know. I, I am a little bit high on Jalen Hurts, a little inconsistent play towards the end of the season, but his weapons are not very good. Um, so I don't know about that. He's got a good old line, good running backs, but I don't know about the receivers. A um, few honorable mentions, Devontae Freeman being cut from the Saints. Um I was kind of surprised, uh, but Freeman really fell off. I mean, he used to be very solid, serviceable running back for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, playing the Super Bowl, played with the Giants last season, cut from New Orleans. Looks like they're rocking with Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara as the uh, the two leading guys in that backfield. Next, Desmond Trufant, former Pro Bowler, being cut by Chicago. A little bit surprised. I think he could fit into a nice, you know, probably third corner role there behind um, uh, Jalen Johnson. Maybe even be the number two, actually, because they got rid of Kyle Fuller. But instead, Trufant was cut. We had two kickers cut, uh, losing out to rookies. Vizcaino taking over for Michael Badgley in L.A. And then uh, Quinn Nordine taking over for Nick Folk in New England. Uh, two surprising moves, two kind of veteran kickers being cut, um, two rookies coming in. Um, but, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for the cuts, uh, pretty much wraps it up for the episode as well. Uh, I will talk more about fantasy football in an episode coming up soon, probably going to record actually after this, but we've reached about 27 minutes trying to make these shorter episodes, as I mentioned for you guys. But I uh, hope you enjoyed. Leave some feedbacks down below in the comments. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.